Uh, are, are we recording? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, you can enter, enter in however you want. So intro this however you want. Hmm. Like you can, you can totally screw me over and lose all of our listeners in the first five seconds. I'm gonna drop that ball. <laughs> You're listening to the mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So you're listening to the pastor with no answers, and this is Joel Green. I mean Smith, and uh, just wanted to say a couple things about you know Joey. You, you technically owe me a lot because uh, you know West Virginia put that pounding on yes. on Clemson. Yes. Yeah, yes. a couple years ago. I don't, do you remember what the score was? Because I've forgotten. I know that West Virginia scored seventy, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think, I think, and actually, I think they just scored again. But, right, yeah. right, right, totally. <laughs> you know, uh, I think we've told the story before, but we have to tell it since you're sitting right here. So, a lot of y'all that follow Emory, you know that their original bass player, who they nicknamed Chopper, his name was Joel Green. So Joel Green is someone that I met the same time I met Toby, who's him and I have been best friends forever. So we're talking 1997, I met Joel Green. And so from that point on, that is the Joel that is the most common theme <laughs> in my head. <clears throat> so now, now I'd say there's two other Joels in my life that that probably are are kind of at the same level, you being one of them. But so oh, that's that's sweet, Joe. So I'm doing your wedding, you and Emily's wedding, and I've gotten to know y'all a little bit through premarital counseling, but still, you know, it's kind of like we, we haven't gone, you know, super, super deep, you know, we don't know each other that well. And so here I am with y'all's family. It's like the biggest day of your lives. And at the very end of the ceremony, when the pastor has the honor of introducing for the very first time... Joel and Emily Smith, I actually said Joel and Emily Green. <laughs> My head snapped around <laughs> so fast. And I think you said, what the heck? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I probably dropped some choice language. <laughs> and I was devastated. Like, I'm sitting up there and I'm just like, I just want to go home. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think I ended up going to y'all's bar immediately. I was just like, I just got to get away from everybody. I'm going to grab a beer. And my <laughs> mind was put at such ease when family from both sides started coming up to me saying, man, that was awesome. Because they thought I did it on purpose oh, to yeah. get at you guys. Yeah, Because they, had... they knew y'all were jokesters and they probably thought, oh, Joey just got even. I'm like, what pastor does that as a joke? I did not do it as a joke. Yeah, I mean, we've been married now for eight years, and to this day, that still comes up. It's it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, I, you realize that, it, I mean, probably seven out of ten other families, like y'all probably, the Smith family makes up 30%. The other 70% would have probably been like, we need the money back that we paid for you. Seriously, they'd be like, you ruined this. You said the wrong last name. Yeah, that's true. And I was that's actually true. kind of worried. So do I owe you money? <laughs> uh, you know, we might have to settle up sometime eventually. <laughs> but I seriously, I I actually got in the car and as bad as I felt, I had to, I had to have some sort of lightheartedness. So who did I text? Joel, Joel Green. Green. Yeah. I said, you would not believe what I did. I think I maybe left him a voicemail. When he got that, he just died. I mean, he just died. So. Well, and what's funny is, like, you're usually such a jokester and, and pull 
pull things like that that I would anticipate, especially yeah. like when you do a service at church or something like that. You always try and throw in a little bit of lightheartedness yeah. and some, you know, just to kind of grease the skids or whatever. And your face, man, it was just, I mean, you turned white as a ghost. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it was so funny. I think anybody can relate to just, that's a, that's a big mistake. It's <laughs> not a little one. That's a big one. Um, so before we, before we get into our subject matter, what is, um, so a question that I get a lot and you're in a unique situation, I think to kind of give your perspective. So you and I are at the same church. You and your wife are actually elders of our church. Uh, and I had, I had talked to you about public swearing once and that's okay. But, uh, (laughs) so we I get this question all the time. It's like, how do people at Seacoast feel about your podcast? And I start the answer off by saying, I don't think there's as much overlap as you may would think as far as people that go to the church and people that listen to the podcast. Right. But I don't, I'm not so sure if that's true anymore. And so all I've got really as far as an answer is there has been less enough conflict for my bosses and supervisors or whoever, you know, the people that are, are, are running this church to not feel like there needs to be any major adjustments. And so what I have found, the people like you who do listen to Bad Christian Pastor With No Answers, like you listen regularly because it resonates with you. But the people that listen for the first time and they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this trash. <laughs> they're like, holy shit. Right. I've, I've, I've had it happen once with a family at our campus and it ended up working itself out and, it, and, and everything's fine now. But it was like, bomb goes off. Like, do, I do cannot I need, believe our pastor. As an elder, do I need to go talk to them? Is that do I No, it was years ago. Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> uh, so seriously, like what? Uh, I, I actually do not know. I've, I've known you now for years, and I have no idea how did you first hear about Bad Christian. Like, how does someone like Joel, who I would assume is not like a podcast-aholic that's right. just into all these podcasts, yeah. how did you find out about this podcast, and what was your reaction? So, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. I, I, I hate technology. Yeah. I, like, I'm, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have, you know, I, I think I might still have a MySpace account or something, yeah. you know? But like, yeah, I mean, I definitely am not a podcaster, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would say I probably checked out Bad Christians podcast first. Well, obviously, because it came, Mm -hmm. y'all started doing that one. So how did you even know about it? Did a friend tell you? Because I keep keep my world pretty separate. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't put it on my personal Facebook account. Right, right. I think... I honestly want to say that either Brian Garvin yeah. or Ted Demas, gotcha. you know, who was in our big small group and then the smaller small group and yada, yada, yada. But I mean, we're all friends, you know, and have been friends for years as well. And I remember just, I was talking to the, we were talking about something and like, it, it had to have been Brian because he was like, you know, oh yeah, on the Bad Christian Podcast, they started talking about, you know, like, I don't even remember what it was, some kind of theology or something, and I was just like, the Bad Christian what? Mm-hmm. You know, and he and I was like, yeah, Joey and Toby and, you know, 
Matt do this podcast, and that was when Toby was still worship leader of the church. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So, anyway, I just checked it out, and I was like, well, this is definitely out there. Yeah. Definitely unconventional mm-hmm. um, church style, if you will. But, um, no, I mean, it, it just, I mean, you know me, I'm not, I think cussing and sex and drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, you know. Mm-hmm. So that it was just like sex out of marriage and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, totally <laughs> listen. If it feels good, do it. That's 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 been my philosophy. So you know, let's pray about that know. as a group of elders too. <laughs> oh, you mean I'm not supposed to be leading people towards that? As, right, right, uh, right, right, Oops. right. If 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 Jesus feels good, go after Jesus. Right, but what? then that doesn't feel that doesn't sound good either. That that kind of sounds a little sketchy. So we'll have to we'll have to work on that one. But you know what? What's interesting is I knew. Joel and Emily were not super sensitive Christians. They were a little off the beaten path, which I feel like Seacoast has a lot of those those people that are kind of unorthodox thinkers and all that. So giving you that like that that's a that's a complimentary thing. But with that in my mind, knowing about you guys, I still I have no idea how people are going to react to the podcast because Joel could have responded like, well. Gosh, I mean, I don't have a big deal. I don't have an issue with cussing, but gosh, that's really lame. These grown men that are supposed to be Christians, what are they doing it just just for show? Or Joel saying, man, I've always grown up thinking that hell is a literal, torturous chamber, right. and my own pastor is starting to have second thoughts about that. Like, I, I really do not know. I mean, there's very few times where I can be like, oh, They'll be totally fine with yeah, it, or yeah. they definitely hate it. Like I just yeah. don't know how people well, are going to react. I mean, you know, from a from a traditional like Protestant Christian standpoint, I think it definitely is a is a it's like a culture shock. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I would I would venture to guess that, and maybe not so much at Seacoast, just because we tend to draw the out of the box style seekers. But just in in general walks of 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 the. Christian faith, I would say you it's probably what 50-50 as to the the reaction. But I would I'd be willing to bet that the people that don't care for this style of podcast from a, a, a Christian perspective probably aren't gonna even say anything about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I I'd be willing to bet that mo- most people that do not like your podcast or bad Christian and are not gonna listen to it again probably aren't actually gonna bring it up anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. just because it's probably outside of their comfort zone. If it's outside of their comfort zone to listen to it, it's definitely outside of their comfort zone to bring it up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is I think the people that have, that it's outside of their comfort zone or or that they just wouldn't like it, I don't, if they listen, I mean, there are certain people that you and I both know that my hypothesis is if they were in a podcast listening generation, I'm not sure if they would be at our church. Right. And right. I don't know how I feel about that. That does not make me proud. Like that's not something I'm excited about. If anything, there's like a uh, some friction inside of me when it comes to that thought. And I, you know, Priscilla gets sick and tired of it because I'll joke around and I'll say sometimes like how I'm a liability to Seacoast. And <laughs> you she's, are. And she, well, she says I think James Island Seacoast in general <laughs> yeah, is a our campus is a liability. <laughs> but I mean, she she makes a, a good point as far as just how. You know, most 
most Christians are asking the same sorts of questions and they're thinking about it. It's just against the rules to express it. And so that is a very good thing. And then I, you know, I think that we are covering some important territory and, you know, all, all the respect in the world for the Surratts who started Seacoast and all that stuff. And in no way am I putting them myself on that level, um, you know, when it comes to ministry and all that, but I do feel like it doesn't hurt Seacoast's name no, that they're a church that allows this. Yeah, yeah. It I, certainly I, doesn't hurt. I would agree with that. And I, I would say amongst a certain group, it probably gives them some credibility too. Yeah, yeah. That, that they've not shut this down. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Which my theory on that, we're going to have Pastor Greg on Bad Christian in December. I'm going to ask him about my theory. So, and <laughs> I'm actually not going to bring it up. All right, so uh, I, just, I just had a conversation with Jesse Smith, the former... Uh, Front guy, well, front guy played drums and huge part of Zayo for years and years and years. Fellow West Virginian, but the reason why I bring that up is that episode is basically going to be called Mental Illness with Jesse Smith. And my goal is maybe once every three months, talk to someone about mental illness and just have an open dialogue. My question to you is do you see what you go through with anger as a mental illness? That is a that's a that's a pretty loaded question, um, and the reason I say that is because historically, in my mind, probably if you would ask me that if you would have asked me that question two years ago, yeah, I would have probably said, you know, no. Very quickly, I would have said no. You know, anger is just a part of life, and you know everybody gets angry. You know. Jesus got angry when mm-hmm. he threw, you know, tossed the tables in the temple and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that that still is true to an extent because I think anger is a natural emotion that everybody deals with. Yeah. I think, and I'm no PhD or anything, but I would say just based on the experiences that I, I've had and the things that Emily and I have had to deal with with my anger issues, that I think you could probably borderline argue that's similar to types of depression mm-hmm. or, or any other mental, you know, issues that it, that, it, that it could fall in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, so with, um, you reached out to me, um, gosh, I don't know if it was, I don't know if we met face to face or if you called me or if you text said, Hey, let's, let's hang out. And, Basically, you found yourself at a, a place in life where you felt like you needed to reach out yeah. to get help for anger. And so you reached out to me, you reached out to a couple other uh, close friends of, of yours. Where where were you in life and why? what was the catalyst that made you realize, oh shit, I need to reach out because this is getting bad? Uh, well, the, the specific instance that I reached out to you, um, I mean, <laughs> the, the reality of it was, is I obliterated a door, you know, at our house. I mean, I, you know, not kind, talk- kind of congratulations. Like that's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's cool in some yeah. circles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <But> in caveman <laughs> circles. Right. Exactly. In, in caveman <laughs> circles when you, you know, when you, Find a mate and you just knock her out and drive oh, her down. Oh, door. Oh, good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, 
I've, I so have, you obliterated a door. What do you mean? You took a hammer to a door? No, or like I so kicked it or yeah. I mean, like I mean, the the, the story goes is that uh, it was it was like eleven o'clock at night or something like that. Maybe maybe even ten o'clock at night, and we uh, Emily and I had put uh, Hayden, our youngest child, to bed. She was like a year old at the time, and uh, she just it, throughout the first year just never slept. I mean, it, so it was it was very just trying on us in general mm -hmm. um and it just came to a point where that amongst other things had built up inside and i just she just started screaming in the middle of the night and i'd already gone in there like three or four times and you know emily was just kind of in a depressed state as well during that yeah. period and it was just a lot of pressure and and it just i just exploded and after I put her back down and closed her door, I stood and looked at our door and just slammed it and then punched my fist through it and then kicked it. And then basically at that point I lost complete control and went like went th basically went through the door. I like was just slamming it and punching it. And I mean, it, it, yeah. it was bad news. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was. It was, it was, it was frightening. When so when you when you were at the other end of that um, fit of rage, yeah. is that where? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Did you make eye contact with Emily? Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it like that that uh, that happened within a matter of probably ten to fifteen seconds. I would say. Uh, at the end of it, I immediately, like, came out of my blackout, if you will, and knew exactly what had happened and thought to myself holy f shit what did i just do and my eyes were wide emily had already jumped out of bed and we made eye contact and she was like get the f out of this house yeah. get out i mean she just you know and like and, and i'm like i'm i've immediately calmed down to a like i didn't react to her i didn't start yelling back at her like you would like maybe see in a a movie when a husband and wife yell at each other or whatever. Yeah. Like she just started yelling and get out of the house, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, okay, you're, you're right. Right. You know, I've, I have royally yeah. screwed the pooch on this. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to argue that like, one. Exactly. I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? What did I do? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. No, I mean, I you're just, overreacting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just, I left. Um, did you spend just, the night somewhere else? No, I came back. I did after about probably an hour, maybe two hours. I I went outside and cooled off because I was I like blood pressure was through the roof. I was hot, you know. I was shaking. I was so scared and just like completely. Was it an out of body experience? I'm mean, like like where when you when you came back to, were you like I don't even know how that happened. I wasn't like beside myself watching myself do it right by out of body but i definitely i was definitely not in control of myself yeah, yeah. does that make sense yeah 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 definitely so this is the i always have like a favorite question out of my list of questions that i don't know if i'm going to get to all of them. this is my favorite because i really am curious do you think that there are people in jail that are just as normal as Joel, and when I say when I, what I mean by that is normal. what I mean by that is <laughs> you're a, a middle class citizen that makes a good income, takes care of your family, 
you're not a, a drug abuser, you're, you're a, a decent husband, a decent father, you're a regular dude, but you're in jail for the rest of your life because you lost it and accidentally killed your wife or on purpose killed, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, did yeah, something yeah. to where I lost control, I don't know how I did that, and now I've, I've got to suffer the consequences. Like, Do you think there are people just as normal as you that are in jail for making I, a big mistake? So I think, I think that is absolutely possible because it's very, it's very easy for somebody to look at me and say, well, Joel, what if, what if that door was your kid mm -hmm. or what if that door was your wife? So, so yes, to answer your question simply, I, it's, it, I think it is very possible for, for someone to just completely lose it and, and do that. However, with that being said, I will defend myself a little bit and mm -hmm. probably people in my situation to where I have always struggled with anger and it has on a handful of occasions turned violent, but it's always been towards inanimate objects. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know, like, I don't know if that holds any weight or not. Does right. that make sense? Like I, I, because Emily and I have had this conversation several times, to where, obviously, our concern is that I clearly have an anger issue. It's a very unique one in the sense that it can go months to even years without rearing its ugly head, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But the fear is, is that because it's so random and somewhat uncontrollable and there's no like tells or there's no buildup. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is a buildup, but it's not, there's not a long buildup right. that, you know, yeah, the, the fear is, is that, you know, I'm, I'm confident that I would never lay a hand on my kids or my wife, but you know, you never, you never yeah. really know. Yeah. Totally. You, know, you really don't. Now, so for our listeners that are think, because I, I can, um, you know, we haven't given them a whole lot of context. We've given them one situation, but why wouldn't this just be something that our listeners hear as, you know what, uh, is, that is extreme, but everyone has their moments and everyone has their bizarre moments. Uh, Joel has an anger problem. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the context of this? Like, was this... Do you have those sorts of things happen all the time, but not to that degree, but you do lose your cool? Like, why do you have an anger problem? Yeah, I mean, so, like, it's it's not... Like, you have a beat the shit out of, out of a door problem, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly me and doors don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, no, I, I, I acknowledge the fact that I am a little hot-tempered. Um, it's not unusual for me to... To, to yell at one of my kids for doing something silly. Um, it's not unusual. Which is normal for yeah. parents. Yeah, 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 I would agree with that. Um, I guess in my situation, though, is that I, I don't tend to say, okay, you know, Harper, I've told you one time mm -hmm. to, you know, sit at the table. Or, okay, Harper, I've told you for the third time now to hurry up and put your shoes on. We're going to be late. Or whatever. It's usually, 
from, hey, Harper, can you put your shoes on? We're going to be late for school. To 15 seconds later, she's still dilly-dallying, playing with the cat or whatever. And it's like, Harper, get your damn shoes on. We're going to be late or something. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know. And maybe that is normal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sitting around, you know, spying on other people's families. But, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do I do acknowledge the fact that I, I have a tendency to um, go loud and forceful, mm-hmm. probably faster than your average person. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go through this a little bit. So you reach out to a couple of friends, including myself, what were the changes that you made and like how long ago was that episode? What did you do then? And where are you now? Have you had any meltdowns right. similar to that? Do you feel like you've made a lot of progress? Do you get counseling? Did you take medication and like what let's fast forward through some years and tell me what's up? Yeah. So that happened, um, in I think January of, uh, of this year, so so January of 2017. So it's been almost a year, mm-hmm. coming coming up close on a year since nothing like that has ever happened again. Um, I've raised my voice a few times here and there, but kind of going backwards in time, I guess. Uh, at that time, yeah, I called some friends. You know, the conversation went very quickly to you know, are the kids okay? Is Emily okay? You know. You need to. Do I need to come pick you up? You need to have. You know. You just y'all need to be apart for a night to, you know. Then talking to you about it, and then obviously Emily and I came and had some counseling with with you and Priscilla about it. Um, I've never gone to a professional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously you're a professional, right? Not a professional counselor, but I try to make myself <laughs> seem like it. <laughs> you, you did a good job. Thanks. But um, no, I've never I've never gone to seek professional like PhD psychotic you know counseling or whatever you, however that goes. But um, yeah, I mean before that though, I mean gosh, uh, so Hayden was a year old when that happened. That was about a year ago. Prior to that, Emily wasn't even pregnant with Hayden, and Harper was like a year and a half or two and she's five and a half now. So what is that? Three and a half, almost four years mm-hmm. prior was the last time it happened. Um, so the time when it happened before that, wait, so you lost me. What happened this past January? So the January was the door incident. Okay. And that's, that's what led you to come to you talk. So what did you just say about four and a half years ago? So the last, the last, like rage episode was three and a half, four years. I thought you just said it was this January. Are you trying to confuse me? No, I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) So January of 2017, like I thought all of this was way longer ago for some reason. No, man. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, so January of 17 was the door incident. Okay. Which is when I, re- I reached out to you and Priscilla and Emily and I sat down with you guys, had some counseling and stuff like that. Prior to that was probably sometime in 2014. Gotcha. Okay. So, prior to that, and, and what'd you do so in 2014? Prior to that, was a window, was, that was a wall, uh, TV. That was a wall. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wall. Uh, so so prior to that, just to kind of further elaborate on, on the anger issues, just 
and, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to even try and, you know, give you a timeline, but basically back like 2014 era and prior to that, um, I, I kicked a door, put a hole in it. I punched a hole in a wall, um, because, uh, I got frustrated with Harper when she was learning to feed herself. Mm -hmm. So, um, Prior to that time, I was in an apartment in college. Uh, my roommate was a slob, and I had told him several times to empty the trash and quit letting it pile up, you know, to where the you put a cup on top and then it all falls out on the ground. Yeah. Um, punched a hole through a wall in that apartment. Uh, prior to that was uh, <laughs> back in, uh, it was like 05 or 06 when I was in college, and I think West Virginia was in the, Sweet 16, or maybe it was the Big East Tournament. I can't remember. But we were playing Georgetown, and there was a it was a buzzer, buzzer beater three-point shot to win the game. And George, it was Georgetown shooting the ball. We were up by three points. Or no, we were up by two points. So the three-pointer won the game, but it was a goaltending call that wasn't called. Uh, and I got, got so mad, I went outside and, and dented my car door. <laughs> like, so it's just... I don't know. I, I, I laugh about it, but at the same time, I take it seriously yeah. because I clearly have a, a, a history. So See, and, I, and I wonder what a professional counselor would say. Honestly, I, I wonder how unique that is because it, when I think of people with anger problems, I'm thinking once every couple of days they lose right, their cool right. and it's bad. Yeah. You seem to have really bad episodes spread out years. Right. Yep. But... I think uh, I think you did the right thing by taking it serious because it's like I just destroyed a door. But what what I'm curious about is since January of 2017, when uh, the door got destroyed, what have you done differently, or what do you have in place that lessens the chances of that happening again? Because we're talking, you know, every few years, yeah, yeah. Joel loses it. So what? Why are you better off now with the chances being lower? So when when I was in college and then early on uh, in Emily and I's marriage, it, it was happening more frequently. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the things I just kind of spun off were happening every couple of months and not every couple of years. And I would say that just raising my voice and just being frustrated about things in general probably was also happening more frequently, yeah. more on a regular basis. Um, when... When we had kids five years ago, um, and I, it's it, it it's a lot it's a lot different when you're in college and you have an anger issue and nobody really cares about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, to when you're married and you have kids and you have an anger issue because then other people are directly affected. Yeah, and I think that's when I really started taking it seriously to the point where I called you about it, I called some other friends about it, and we came up the game plan that we came up with was that okay, you know, whenever you're it got to the point where whenever you're alone with your kid, if Emily's out to the store or if she's working and you're home watching the kid or whatever, you know, text us, let us know. Um, not only so we can just kind of shoot a quick prayer for you mm -hmm. to be, you know, be mindful of it, but also that kind of acknowledged me to say, okay, you know, there's some guys that are going to give me shit. Mm -hmm. For, You're accountable for account. Yeah, yeah, I'm being accountable, and so that that was really the first step when I when it when it started affecting Emily and Harper about five years ago, and that was 
kind of a real big step, as simple as that sounds. I mean, like, the way I look at it is, you know, dudes, dudes don't want to be embarrassed, period. Yeah. And they definitely don't want to be embarrassed in front of other dudes. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, the embarrassment would have been worse than putting my hole through or putting my hand through a door yeah. or whatever. So it was like, you know, I mean, you guys sent me text messages like, you know, well, if you do something stupid again, you know, you got to, you got to take a picture of it and send it to us right. or, you know, I mean, so it was, it was definitely loving accountability, mm-hmm. but with that, you know, manly twist to where yeah. we're going to make sure that you don't forget about this crap that you're doing. Right. You know, so that, that really helped. I think the other thing that that then um, grew into was just starting to talk to people, talk to people about yeah. it. Like I, like I said, I'd always had anger issues, but it was just like, well, I'll, I'll deal with it. You right. know, this is not a big deal. I'm in college, you know, you know, it's not, it's just, it's me, yeah. you know, it's my problem. I'll deal yeah. with it. Um, and I think after those episodes, when I was first married, it was, and reached out to you guys and we, we kind of did the text message accountability thing. That became talking about it at small group and, you know, having friends of friends reach out to me and say, hey, man, you know, so-and-so told me about some of the stuff you've been through and going through. I'm, I'm going through the same thing. You know, can we grab a beer and talk about it? Yeah. You know, I mean, so I, I really just started kind of wearing my issues, you know, front and center. Yeah. Um, and I really think that... That, that in itself yeah. probably helped out a lot. Yeah, just because I think these sorts of things thrive in secret. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really do. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, even if it's a secret between, like, it's one thing for you and Emily to know because y'all, every single part of your, your lives are connected. So it's almost like she's not an outsider that right. knows she's right. part of you. Yeah, You know, absolutely. and so that's uh, interesting. With... Uh, Oh, I know what I was going to ask is, do you think, what do you think would happen in a situation where you are in the middle of your 15 seconds of rage and, well, first, would you have the potential of doing something like that in front of other people besides Emily? Like, do you think you have the capacity for something to get you you to the point where you do that in public? Uh... Probably not, only because I haven't yet. Gotcha. And I mean, I would just say, yeah, yeah. I mean, just historically, that's it's it's never happened in front of more than just one person, and that one person has either been just me and one of my kids at the house, yeah. or me and Emily at the house, or me and like a roommate in college. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, in a group setting, like, like let's say we were hanging out, you know, watching MMA or something, and. Um, there were a bunch of dudes there just hanging out, playing poker or whatever and having a good old time. And, you know, one of the guys there was just like somebody I didn't really like and just was pressing my buttons yeah. and all. I, I don't think I, I don't think I would yeah. just because I, I don't know, just cause it's, it, it's maybe because it's public or right. I, I don't know. I can't, yeah. I don't know why, but again, I, I just, from a you know track record standpoint, I would say no. Yeah. So this may be a tough question. If so, why I asked that is I wanted to know what what do you think you would have done in, in your 
your 15 second rage if someone tried to intervene and calm you down. (laughs) So my question is, what do you think would have happened if Emily would have gotten up to try to calm you down? Like, yeah, because you obviously didn't go after her. Right. So you weren't that crazy to like try to take it out on another human being. But what if she tried to stop you? Do you think that would have been like seems like you you lost a sense of reality for a right, second right. so could that have been trouble probably yeah only because i can't i cannot remember those 10 or 15 seconds i like i really can't yeah so and that's what really scares me yeah is that whether it's emily or you or anybody else i don't trust myself to say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, oh no, 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 my, my, my brain would click back on immediately once someone tried to physically grab me or push me out of the way or whatever. I, right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I just thought of another good question. Do it, man. <clears throat> if you, let's say, uh, you you do lose your cool. Let's say you're in public, so that's, this is the first. Someone steps in, and um, you just go medieval on them, <laughs> and they actually die. Do you think that you could uh, plea insanity? Like, oh gosh! Because I mean, you just said you don't remember those fifteen seconds. Like, do you think you could say, "Look, I I need to accept consequences for my actions," but as an insane person? Because those 15 seconds, I did not know what I was doing to that person as I was killing him. <laughs> Man, you're brain. You, you, go to, you go to some weird places, don't you? Um, you got to admit, man, that's a good question. It is a good admit. question. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, all right. So, you know, from... I mean, it's hard to admit if you're insane. Right, yeah. I mean, do, like, okay. So, break that question down even further. Do I feel like I'm insane? No. Right. Do I have pure a a very short split second of a insane decision to where I lose control? Sure. Yeah. But I don't consider that insane. Yeah. So from a <laughs> from a and please please stop recording. But anyway, <laughs> from from a legal standpoint, would I play that card in the court system yeah. to to be able to see my friends and family again eventually? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I guarantee you that there are some good lawyers and good psychologists out there yeah. that would probably back up that theory. Yeah, you're totally screwed now, though. I know, you you, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll play insanity. Yeah. So, so Jer- Jared's <laughs> going to edit this out, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that is uh, that's interesting because... I mean, people like if if you if you read the right portions of, I mean, I wouldn't even say out of context. If you just if you read passages of the book that I wrote, it's insanity. Like people can read and be like, "That's not sound mind. That's that's (laughs) insane." And I think I, I would say the same thing that you said is, I don't think I'm insane, but I definitely can can vouch for. It seems like temporary insanity. Yeah. Mine's not going to lead to accidentally killing someone, though. Yeah, you know, where yeah. yours... Mine could, I guess. <laughs> In theory, mine could. Yeah, road rage? 
Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Actually, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's cool. So just put Joel behind a wheel and he's I'm good. good. I'm good to go. <laughs> nice, nice. How is Emily with all of this? Like, does she feel whatever level of confidence that you have at this stage of all of this, does she, is she at the same place or is she a little more nervous? Uh, in general, she's more nervous. Yeah. And I think that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, we, we, I feel like whenever I have these episodes, she go, she definitely goes to the extreme of like, you know, do I take the kids and move out for a couple of days? Do I, you know, do like, you need to do this, this, and this, yeah. you know, we, I, and we, and we talk about it very heavily. Um, but I, like, I would say, you know, like, like right now today, you know, 10 months, uh, 10 months uh, separated from my last episode, she would probably say, you know, yeah, I'm concerned, but you know, he, he's doing the right things. And you know what I mean? She would, mm -hmm. she'd be supportive of it, but I think there's, I, and that's one thing that I have a hard time with, but it's, it's, it's completely, uh, reasonable is that I think in the back of her mind, she's never going to be able to just be 100% comfortable mm -hmm. with this. Yeah. But that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, once again, with my depression is I don't think Priscilla can ever be at complete ease when I come home and the late afternoon or night, she's like, I hope he's fine. You yeah. know? And, yeah, and, definitely. and nowadays I think it's becoming a little more commonplace for me to come home and I'm, I'm good to go. But I mean, there's a, there's a season of time where it was just playing with dice. Yeah. I mean, you never know what kind of Joey you're going to get. And I hate, saying that but that was her reality for years yeah yeah well cool man this has been pretty cool it's been all right yeah yeah um with uh like what would you would would you say if if someone else found themselves in your situation like just do what joel did or do you think every person's a little bit different I think, I think everybody is a little bit different. So I, you know, I think my blueprint, so to speak, or well, my approach is not the blueprint, but I definitely think that the number one thing I will say is that regardless of your situation and how extreme or non-extreme it is, or whether it's like me or it's just totally random and it's few and far between, or whether it's kind of a more of a daily or weekly kind of thing is just, you know, reach out. Yeah. Like, don't, don't try, don't do what I did when I was younger and in college and just try and deal with it yourself. And right. I think, I mean, that's easy to say. And really that's, you know, a piece of advice for really anything, whether it's, you know, drinking or depression or anger or whatever, you, you know, fill in the blank. But I just, I can't, I can't stress enough how, how much you and some of our other friends have helped me through this to yeah. where I I feel very strongly in the, my confidence with being able to deal with this and, and live with it. I mean, that's the reality of it is mm -hmm. I'm having to live with it and just deal with it. But I wouldn't be able to do that without, you know, without some of the friendships I've made and some of the accountability I've, I've had. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for being open and yeah. honest and... Um, I mean, is it too much to ask? Would she 
would she be offended if I said, Emily, I know that you're mad and you're uncomfortable. <laughs> now, now I feel bad saying this because she's going to listen to this, but can you hit record on your phone? Because I really want to see a door be destroyed. <laughs> That's probably a horrible, horrible thing. Now, I, I know this is serious and obviously to the point where you felt like, man, I got I to gotta reach out. And that, that right there, it's like, man, you something clicked in your head to where you're just like this is this is not good yeah like i've got oh, yeah, to definitely. figure something else out so uh emily if you're listening sorry for the insensitivity i know that that is very hard and i was even thinking too like you know just uh as as your girls uh grow older you're gonna have to adjust to different stages of their oh, lives totally. like yeah. for example you're you're never you're never gonna hit harper but you may embarrass the hell out of her in front of a boyfriend, like yelling at him yeah. and maybe punch his car. And she's just like, dad, I can never forgive you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, I mean, yeah. just like yeah. there's situations yeah. you're going to have to adjust to different seasons of life. I know it's going to be fun. Yeah. Having, having two girls in the house right. along with a wife. And yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, let the, let, let's, I tell you what, this, this episode will always be on the record for you to refer your girl's boyfriends right. to. Yeah. Hey, let me let you listen to something real quick. Yeah. You want to know who I'm, who, what I'm really like? You're on some shaky ground here. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny is, is that, you know, I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times over, is that amongst all of our friends, you know, at our church and in our kind of, our, our group, you know, there's there's going to be those awkward moments of some, some friend's daughter is going to oh, be yeah. dating some other friend's son and, I mean, you know, Joey, I, I hate to break it to you, but if, if I'm going to bury one of your one of your sons in my backyard, then you'll understand, right? I mean, uh, no, I'd, I'd probably have to, I'd have to take something, your life, somebody, I mean, <laughs> eye for an eye. No, you know what's crazy is, like, we, as as guys, I think we almost fantasize about this, like... How cool I, it would be? Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love the thought of Rosa going out with, with someone, and I, I ask you to go to the restaurant and oh, just totally. go up to him and say, Hey, you know what? Um, Joey's got better things to do than to mess with this. Like, uh, he's, he's dealing with some other, like, just make me sound like I'm this top of the totem pole crime behind mafia. Like, oh, yeah. like he's got, so yeah. he's like, so he sent me to tell you that if you touch her, lay a hand on her, do anything bad to her, you will be killed. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even need to know my name, yeah. but I'm watching you just mess with somebody like that. Well, my, my tactic, I mean, and this is this is totally cliche, but I, I, I'm going to do it, is I'm going to have all of my guns laid out on the kit, the coffee table, and I'm going to be cleaning them uh, as, as, yeah. the, as the first boyfriend comes up to pick up my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that, that she's, you know, taking her time and getting ready and stuff so we can have a nice little chat. <laughs> Maybe I'll just tell them, hey, there's this podcast from back in 2017 you should check out. <laughs>